Karibu Chai. All over the world. where your voice can be heard connect with us so our session today is on stories of humanity and innovation thanks so much uh chaiwood sisters listeners for joining us now if you find yourself getting bogged down with constant negativity in the news right now due to the covid-19 pandemic today we want to take a break from the news cycle and focus on positive things there's been plenty of heartwarming acts of kindness and generosity on display in the wake of this global pandemic I want to hear from you sisters about you know some of the great stories that you've come across. Uh salams everyone it's uh Wakili here and um yeah actually for me um it's been really interesting as a person who has a very african centric uh mental process i'm always looking for ways how the continent and the people within the continent are trying to adapt to different things so it's been really interesting and i came uh, across very early on um a news clip on Al Jazeera that was talking about Senegal and how Senegal was dealing with this whole uh pandemic which was really amazing because the manner in which they adapted was purely based on the Ebola experience and for them it was just uh recognizing that everything that they were doing with the Ebola and what they had to do with the Ebola virus they could adapt it to the coronavirus so one of the major things that they focused on was uh testing identifying and isolating the coronavirus victims and so one of the uh, you know the the people who were involved in the research they felt it was really important to make testing accessible and in fact within the coronavirus uh, sphere i guess the medical world it is a very expensive test um i personally had to have a, a family member tested and it was uh, quite a lot of money you know it was definitely over it was 10800 kenya shillings to get a test which is very prohibitive and we had to pay for it by the way uh cuz she couldn't be admitted without the test and so what they determined to do was to make these tests accessible and so they had uh, figured out a test which would be would be a a dollar a test kit and um it was pretty much they were testing it like the malaria virus they were also helping uh with they used interestingly enough the medication for malaria uh to help deal with the symptoms of the people who actually had coronavirus but a really interesting thing that they were doing was creating ventilators with a 3d printing machine which was amazing you know and i was like wow this is so fantastic it's good to see that al jazeera mainstream newspaper or news uh, a media stream had actually identified them and was um, highlighting this story so that to me was fantastic and um, it seems like they seem to be the leader in that in this particular area but they're not far behind there are many other west african countries especially those hit with ebola that are actually doing amazing stuff so that was great Yeah, you know, I remember. So I saw that as well online. I thought absolutely incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. And just the fact that we have the ability to innovate and this uh, pandemic has shown us that we are resilient. There is real knowledge, real skill 
within the continent. So I think I found that story also pretty incredible. And because I was in Senegal last December, I must confess, it gave me such joy to see the country highlighted in that, that sense, because it's also a country that, just like most of our countries, that are struggling with serious poverty issues. But in this regard, we stepped up. So, you know, that was something of great pride. But yes, so all of you know, I don't watch news. I believe in what, uh, Twitter because the less, the better. I just need to know enough to function. But recently, because of this pandemic, I spend a lot of time, uh, I obviously spend a lot of time with family, um, in this case, my parents, where we have evening meal together. And so it, the evening news sort of uh, comes on at the same time. And uh, that's where I've been having most of my exposure. And uh, the story that uh, comes to mind to, for me, really that showcased humanity, but humanity in an interesting manner was, uh, you know how we have the um, tithe sort of uh, system in our countries where people go to church and obviously contribute to the church. And so, you know, a lot of churches have grown and houses of worship. And, and to some people that is the job, Yeah. That's how they make the money. But now because you physically cannot go to the churches, the time has also reduced. And so some people have found themselves out of a job, like the religious leaders. And so this was a story about one religious leader who's now selling eggs because there's no, his, his regular source of income is no more. And he said he tried to do the phone uh, sessions of prayer but it didn't work. And so just for your common Wananchi, your common local, uh, local uh, uh, brothers and sisters, it's, it's not feasible. Uh, people, we are a community of being present with each other. And so he doesn't have the congregation and he had to find a way to adapt very quickly. And so he, he was selling chicken, eggs, like eggs. And I just said, wow, only the strong and the resilient will survive this. Like if you don't quickly adapt, it's going to be a challenge. So that was one story I found quite um, interesting. And then the other one was a person in service, in public service. So this is about a, a woman who is assistant chief in one of these uh, counties. I forget what's the name of the county. So initially in her career, she was a seamstress. She used to stitch clothes. And then she went into politics and now is a public servant. But now, because of this uh, pandemic, she has volunteered her skills as a seamstress to stitch masks for her community. So what she does is she first goes early in the morning and she's at home, she does her masks and then goes to the office to now handle matters of the state. And then also is educating your mamas, your old mamas, um, our elders, our young people in the community. So to me, that is the example of a public servant. That is real service. Like she's like, I have to do something and this is my skill. So why not stitch mat? And she had material apparently left over from back in the day. And so she's using that. And then she's also going to the office and doing the public awareness and creating awareness about what this situation is. And there was such a beautiful video of her putting on a mask for a woman who was elderly and on a wheelchair. And I said to me, I mean, I've never had the thought of being a public servant because I don't think I'd succeed very well. But to me, if that was 
if those are the examples we see of public servants, I think it showcases not just our humanity, but a different, a change in the perception of who they are. Yeah, I think that's so amazing because I think it also seems to be tying into the idea that we're now going to change the way we perceive who we are from a dimensional uh, space. So it's like where we defined ourselves as one thing, this pandemic is kind of making us go, okay, hold on a minute. Like, what else am I? What else can I do? Which is something we were never forced to do, which is very interesting because that's where innovation comes from, which is, yeah, that's amazing. And it's also, you know, just to add, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, he's a teacher and he's going to help kids with their homework. Do you know how adorable that was? I was like, oh my word. Like, that's so- That's our Prime Minister. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that jokingly because my kids are Canadian, but hey. But I mean, amazing. We were all signing up for like, oh my word, that this is real service. Like, you'll be remembered for your role in history for this bit. Yeah, definitely a breath of uh, of, of fresh air. Thanks for um, for sharing, ladies. it really is, you know, good to be able to just, you know, peel away from just all the shocking news and devastation that, you know, we're all bombarded on, you know, social media, WhatsApp groups and, and, and so on. Um, but the, it is important to just highlight what, you know, individuals, groups and businesses are doing out there um, to rise up to this occasion. There's so, several, several stories that uh, I've come across, but in the interest of time, I'm going to share, you know, two or three stories that really tugged on my heart. One is a South Sudanese youth group that focuses on tackling misinformation and exposes false facts, unfounded remedies, as well as doctored images that have come about and are spreading like wildfire. I mean, we've all been exposed to these, right? So in a nutshell, what, what this young group is doing is exposing fake news. And thanks to them, you know, truth is indeed replacing lies to benefit all of us. So I, I just think what they're doing is, is, is really, really important. And I saw a video from um, the current Ugandan president, uh, Museveni, who was, he put a workout video out. I thought that was, I mean, bless him. He's not a young man, but what he was trying to show and share with us is you know the importance Just of when find healthier workout video maya sorry say that again trust you to go find a workout video maya uh, well <laughs> <laughs> I, again i said i would have to choose stuff that tugs on my heart right so for me to see this man who is i don't know how old he is is he well into his 70s 80s 80 80 and he was doing, I think it was about 30, 40 push-ups at once, um, running up and down, you know, his sort of living room space. I was really, really impressed and actually showed my husband, you know, bless him, bless him, really. And then there's a youth choir in um, South Africa. Maya, just, just, uh, just to, to tell you, I think, yes, Museven um, yeah. uh, is a soldier, so we actually expected that. that. But I ah. saw another video soon after him, uh, the... Minister of Health for Somalia. It was a lady, and she must be—I'm not sure, probably in her fifties. She she did a really good one as well on um, video. Brilliant. On uh, yeah, it was amazing. It's just like people are comparing her and Museven. Is like Museven is a soldier. She did something interesting as well. So yeah, Brilliant. I totally agree. That is the stories that people motivate people around the world. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And to see, you know, our, our, you know, our heads of states, our leaders, just sort of breaking down humanity, right? So then my, my, my next story is, uh, it's a youth choir out of South Africa that is using entertainment to raise awareness about COVID and the effects. Again, you know, there's so much information going out there, but by using entertainment makes it a lot more palatable. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. Very interesting uh, stories. Uh, actually, really reminds us that there is uh, some silver gray, uh, silver lining in, in, the, in the context that we are living in. I also uh, came across a number of very interesting um, stories of humanity. However, yeah, it was really difficult to pick, but I picked this too. One is from um, uh, a Tanzanian man who had lost his uh, his his only child a couple of months ago, then he used his extra uh, rooms in his house to re- rent it out to a few other young people who are struggling kind of, you know, day-to-day uh, small businesses here and there. And then he, he, they lived together as a family, and then he was saying that they actually used to, take, to look after him like their father. So when uh, with the COVID-19 restrictions, all the four guys were living in his uh, extended house the business is also collapsed. He asked them, he said, they usually they'll wake up early in the morning, go to town and do whatever businesses they can do or, you know, casual labor and then come back every evening. Then he said, you know, for the first week he said, he saw them not going out. He asked them what's happening. So there's no business. Even if we go there, there's nothing that we are able to sell. uh, And we're just wasting time. So he decided to give them a three months rent free. He just said, you know, this, the next three months, uh, please don't pay rent. What you need to do is just struggle yourself to survive. And I saw I, he was interviewed on an um, online platform. And he was saying, you know, these this people, these young men have been really nice to me, been taking care of me and, and their father. And I know they, it's not that they're lazy, but the context is very challenging. So I know they're struggling. And for me, the minimum I can do is allow them for these three months to to have at least stress, one stress out of their minds off, and then we see how how they can come back into their businesses. I was really impressed with that because these are the people that really he doesn't know them. He's just, you know, tenants in his house. But he he was human enough to understand that we are living in a very challenging uh, context. Another story came across a couple of weeks ago. I think two young Somali friends, women, they went into an, one big uh, IDP camp in Mogadishu and they just, they were so taken aback by the level of need with this, uh, within those uh, communities, particularly some families had nothing to, to eat and they knew that Ramadan was coming. Families with children had, you know, they've lost everything, they've lost the small means of survival. So they identified 200 um, families who were really who required support immediately because either they had uh, sick uh, parents or uh, older people in their house or they just had nothing, they had kids in the house. So they opened a GoFundMe page uh, wanting to find money for these 200 families, at least give them um, a month's kind of um, food supply. And amazing thing, within no time, that post was shared over and over again. Young people, um, mostly men and women, contributed. You know, people came with $10, $5, some, some of them much more than that because they knew one, they, they, they knew the need is real. 
two, the, the young women really did, they recorded themselves saying why they're fundraising for this. So those two stories really reminded me, but yes, no matter what, there's still some humanity going around. People are coming together, uh, living together, as we're supposed to, to be helping each other. So I'm inspired and continuously being inspired. Everything, every day I see stories of humanity online. That's amazing, Dada Cheka. I was just wondering about that GoFundMe concept. You know, it's so easy for so many people to be very numb about GoFundMe because, you know, there have been so many, you know, campaigns on that. But I think what I'm curious about is how, you know, how far have they gone with that uh, GoFundMe? And is that something you can share on this platform or, you know, somewhere where we can kind of maybe, maybe help, you know? Definitely. I, I, I know some people have issues around GoFundMe, but for me, I find that they're really useful. They are very genuine people out there who want to do something good for others, like these two young uh, people, but they also used to themselves. They recorded, so you would know you're not only fundraising for uh, I, somebody you don't know. They recorded themselves. They recorded some of the stories they want to. And then they said for a family, I don't remember exactly the amount, probably it was like 30 dollars or something it was you know for, for you for one person to sponsor one family is x amount so you decide you want five families or two or half of them so that the two of you can come together so that concept actually was very appealing to most people because they said okay i want to sponsor two families uh, i saw somebody one of my colleagues actually said i want to sponsor three or uh, ten families so it was that they were able to put into context uh, and they, they wrote, they said what they wanted to do. So it's just a minimum basic food for a family for a day. And yes, I will be able to share, I will look for, for that link and be able to share. I was very impressed by people, I think, from all over the world, not only people in Somalia, but they started in Somalia. And probably by within a couple of hours, people within Somalia, as we know, the context in the country is not as... Uh, uh, it's very challenging, but people, they were able to share the little that they had. Uh, so, so they don't have big salaries or whatever, but they were able to share. Then other people around the world also contributed. So yeah, there is hope. Yeah. I mean, just to, to add just one thing for me, it's just the overwhelming devastation. Sometimes you feel as an individual, you can't do much. And it's just so wonderful to see that, you know, just you don't have yourself, but you can do something. And that will impact, you know, especially these devastating and these huge situations of uh, devastation and hunger. And so it's, it's good to see that. Um, it's inspiring. Thank you. You know, when we look at history, we have these incredible stories of people who sacrificed to go out and help humanity. So there's the Florence Nightingales and the like. But what we forget is there's a lot of just ordinary people doing some pretty extraordinary things. But because we more often than not come from cultures that are not very verbal, like we don't, like the, the word is not verbal actually. I think it's written. We're an oral tradition, primarily here in Africa, and not so much written, that a lot of these things are not kept. Yet we do need to share these stories because there's generations that need to be inspired to say that this is how your grandmother survived during this pandemic. Your grandfather, this is what humanity came back to. Humanity was so apart, but this was sort of a wake-up call uh, to some extent. And so I think that's what it is for me. 
and I'm sure most of us probably agree. And what we would like to do now, dear listeners, is thank you for joining us and being part of this conversation as always. But what we would be very interested to know is what are some of the stories you have come across? But better yet, what are some of the things you have done to contribute to this, um, uh, to our story of our humanity, our humanness coming from a greater family, especially addressing the needs of our societies. Please share what you have. We would love to hear from you. So join us on our link on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can leave your stories there. We'll be very, very happy to hear them. And let's all try and do our little bit. It doesn't require a lot of resources. All it requires is a kind heart. So be kind. Be compassionate and join next week. Very happy to have you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. All over the world.